This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Podcast mode activated. Nice, dude. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batune, and today I have an old friend here. He's 95. I'm kidding. <laughs> Marlon Chan in the studio. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi, everybody. Here on a velvet couch wearing it's, a paisley, like ooh. very lightweight and flowy button down yes. tee. Low enough where you can see a little necklace? Is this a chain? Oh, yeah. So my mom makes jewelry. Oh, so cool. It's the only jewelry I wear. And she. I, it's really meaningful to me because she actually like go, went all the way to Cambodia and put these like blessed scrolls in there. <gasps> so there's these like beautiful scrolls that are actually inside of this like flashy wrapper Whoa. chain. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. I know. I love it. I love it. And People, it hangs like right in front of your heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. So it's all, she's always with me, you know. Always in interviews, meetings with me, so it's oh. great. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, oh, well, you look cool. Did thank you, you um, second you. guess this outfit, or was this the first thing you put on? You are like, I'm cool. No, I, yeah, it's the first thing I had to wear because I, was, I really had no other option. I stayed at my girlfriend's house. I was like, oh, I'm bringing one shirt. Let's go. <laughs> what Are you a light packer usually? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, very minimal. Once went to Tokyo with my cousin on a whim, and we both like decided that we're, we're not bringing anything. Nothing just, at all. We, no, we just went and we just bought everything at like they have this like IKEA. It's a like Uniqlo. You know what that is? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like IKEA ish store. It's really cheap clothes, so we just bought our clothes there. Hey, you it's didn't even chill. bring underwear. Uh, nothing. 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 What, what did you bring? Like a toothbrush and cameras, so we can make videos. You know? Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, I gotta go see that. <laughs> oh, that's so so fun. Yes. You, everyone listening, obviously you may know Marlon from his YouTube channel, but I want to go a little bit further. So before my guests arrive, we usually do a quick internet stalk, and normally I find one thing, but in your case, I have a few that I want to touch on. (laughs) Okay. First of all, you recently went skydiving? Yes, I did. Oh my God. Did you want to for a long time, or was that also on a whim? No, I mean, that was, it's, you know, you have a team, if if a lot of people don't know, you have a team of like producers, and they're like, what do you want to do? And you're like, I want to, I want to make a giant marshmallow, or I want to make a hot Cheeto bathtub, and then somebody's like skydiving and then you're like mm, I don't know if I want to do that 
they're like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then they're like, but you know, if you're afraid of it, you should do it. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, let's just put it there. We'll see how much it costs. It's probably really expensive. It's probably, you know. So no, yeah, that's what happened. And so it was on the board. And then they called and it's only like $100 to jump out of a plane. Really? (laughs) And then they're like, so I was like, okay, it's in the budget. You know, we can do that. (laughs) And then like something else got knocked out of the equation. And then eventually I wake up, I'm in a car. We're, We're already there. And yeah, we, we had to go skydiving. <laughs> Whoa. Did, okay, so walk me through it because I think I'm going to do it at some point. Okay. But I just, because I like the feeling of fall, free falling on a roller coaster. Like the big drops are my favorite. You like that? I love it. You like the like the stomach thing? I love when my body disassociates I from myself. I hate that. That's why I was nervous about skydiving because really? I was afraid of that feeling. How long are you falling for, would you say? Um, I think it's about, you do 45 seconds of free fall before they go... And they pull the, the thing. What are you thinking during that? <sighs> oh, my goodness. So, okay, so if we backtrack a little bit, I was really nervous, right? So I was like, all right, guys, if I'm going to do this, we're going to do it like I'm going to go get training and go do like the air tube thing oh. at Universal, right? <gasps> you did? Yeah. Oh, my God, you did training? <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die. Like, I don't know what to do. So they are like, all right, we'll book that. And um, that made me feel a lot better. You know, I went in the air tube thing, and the guy, he was a professional skydiver. He's jumped over 7,000 times. And he, was, he made me feel so much better because he was like, I only used my backup parachute four times out of 7,000. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, that's not a bad ratio. Oh, my God, scary, a backup parachute. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> at least you know there's a backup. So he's like, there's a backup parachute. Also, if the guy that you're attached to faints or anything, there's a timer. So your parachute or the parachute oh. will, will automatically go off no matter what. Oh, that's so good to know. Yeah. And so he, like, really reassured me. He was just the coolest guy. Shout out to Rock. He was awesome. Rock. Yes, and he was just he's showing you, like, how you can actually control yourself in the air oh that's actually such, so cool yeah because yeah. otherwise you'd be I mean I guess they would they kind of I've seen people put the person that they're attached to their arms out yeah so they kind of like are doing it for them but like since you had training and you knew where to put your body it was yeah. probably more fun for you it was than, a lot of fun yeah it, it's like it's it was so much more fun and like less scary I don't know I just like to be prepared for yeah. things and, um, Interesting. Yes, but I think skydiving. I think everyone should try it at some point. Like I honestly want to take. I mean, I think my dad's done it before, but I think I want to take him and other people in my family just because, like, on the plane ride up, it's like so distilling. It's like a crucible for you. Yeah. Like while you're on the plane ride up, you're like, you're in this like little janky tiny plane. Yeah. Why is the plane so bad? <laughs> no, they don't invest <laughs> in better planes. But it's like, dude, they're like this plane is gonna go down no matter what. You better jump. Like you have no other option. You're going exactly. down somehow. Yes. Like. It's <laughs> It's, the, it's literally like a screen door on the plane. It's like a tiny little plane. You have a tiny screen door. It's a doggy door. Yeah, and they always do this thing. It's like a thing they always do. Because I watched a few skydiving videos before I went. But like, they make you look out and they're like, like you think, yeah, like how high are we? And I'm like, 10,000 10, feet? And they're like, no, that's 2,000. We got like 8,000 more to go. And you're like, what? You're oh, like, so they're psyching you yeah, out. Yeah, they psych you out the whole time. They're like, yeah, look, look, look how high we are. I'm like, oh, okay, like. 10,000, right? And they're like, no, that's, that's 2,000. And then, Whoa. So you're in there, and I'm just thinking, like, everything becomes clear. Because you're like, in that moment, you're like, okay, I'm like, you're like, what do I need to do? Like, I need to call my mom. I'm going to tell her she's going to come here, like, hang yeah. out with me. Like, I, I need to make more time for this. Like, the, your priorities just, like, go up to the top right Interesting. away. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of, like, preparing to die. Kind of, yeah. yeah. In a weird way. 
and that's like that was how I felt the whole time on the way up. I was like, I was like, okay, what do I need to do? What is really important to me, and what yeah. do I need to execute right away? And they just became so clear. Any like fears I had before, like those are all like, no, those are dumb. Like that does not matter anymore. Whoa, that is so fascinating. Yes, and that's what I love so much about it. And then when you jump out, it's just amazing. It's like, yeah. It's like you're releasing all of those fears in a way. Yeah. Like as soon as you jump, you're like, nah, fuck it. I'm this is me now. Yeah. I can this do I can do anything. Version. Yeah. yeah. I can do anything. And it literally feels like you're flying. Like I can't it's so peaceful. It's so relaxing. And yeah, I thought I'd be like stressed and tense the whole time. But like as soon as you're there, your mind is clear. You can see like the ocean and you can see the whole world from this different perspective. And you're just yeah. like, this is amazing. Well, when you jumped and landed, uh-huh. how quickly before you started doing all the things that you said you were going to do up in the air. Right away. Like literally right when I landed, you I, literally call, I called hit my the mom. Ground running. Yeah, I hit the ground. I, you know, I said, yeah, you know, to the camera, like, what's up? I like pulled out my phone after cut and I was like, Hey mom, I'm buying your ticket like right now. And like she came, cause she's been asking oh, me for months. Like, and my mom, yeah, my mom is so close to me and she, you know, she loves me so much. She always wants to make food for me. Typical Asian mom, always cooking, always wanting to be with me near me. And, you know, whenever she's here, she's like, you know, Marlon, I sleep better when I'm in L.A. with you. I, I can't sleep when I'm not here with you. And so, like, right when I landed, I was just, like, picked up the phone. I was like, Mom, you're coming. And she just started crying right oh. away. And I was like, okay. I know. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know I've been really busy, you know, making a show, like, doing all this, like, working hard for us. But, like, I really want you here with me. Yeah. And she just came. And it was like, it changed my life in those two weeks, too, that she came because I needed her. And I didn't know. You know, right? She was here and she was making food for me and like all my friends that live with me and like it was a great moment to, or a great time to have her in this. And I didn't know. Like sometimes you don't know because you're mm-hmm. so focused on what you want, and what you're doing. You think you're doing the right thing, and yeah. And then your mom comes in and makes you all this food, and then you're like even stronger and like killing right. it harder. So yeah, that's what happened. Oh. I was so lucky that I did that skydiving. I thought I was gonna regret it, but nope. You thought you were going to regret? <laughs> yeah. When did you think that? <laughs> Up in the I don't air? Know, in the air? Like, I don't no. Know. <laughs> Like, is this real? Like, why am I doing this? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay, done. I will do that. That seems so (laughs) meditative. Like, bringing a journal. Ooh, Ooh, you should do this. Whoever's listening to this, you should have a journal. Yes. And just, like, sit in a corner of that (laughs) janky-ass plane and write down your your hopes, your fears, and right when you land, just tackle it. Mm -hmm. Burn the fears and tackle the wants and the hopes. The wants and and the hopes and... Your desires right away. Uh, have you ever burned a piece of paper? Just in general. I think one time, like when I had a really bad breakup. <gasps> was it a note? Yeah, it was like a note plus like a dress plus like something else. <laughs> it was like a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. God. We'll, we'll, we'll go you back to this. You burned your house down. Yeah, we'll go back to this one when we get to the to the process because this <laughs> actually has a lot to do with that Oh, later. I can't wait. Okay, so skydiving done. Also, I found out that you have made scrambled eggs over a thousand times. How did you know that? I, it's on the internet somewhere. What? Really? That's like a really, really like... Small anecdote I tell. How sometimes. how do you first of all why why so many scrambled eggs? <laughs> Second of all, how, do you count? How do you know that it's been over a thousand yeah, times? Yeah, it's 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 not that I'm bad at cooking either. It's that <laughs> eggs are one of the most like when you get in a kitchen. I read somewhere online, um, and in like a chef's kitchen, and you're like you're auditioning to be a chef. They, that's like the first thing they make you do is like scrambled eggs. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, Gordon Ramsay was on Hot Ones, and they when they were eating like the hottest wing, they were like, "Can you make scrambled eggs?" And they made it, and the way that he was making it, I was like, "What? This is this is elitist." Yes. But it was like apparently yes. the way. So, wait, are you trying to be a chef? 
No, but I, I love cooking so much. I love food. I'm just like, I love food a lot. I'll, like so much of what's on my channel is like cooking, making giant marshmallows, doing like different crazy things with hot Cheetos. Right. So for me personally, I, I wanted to make the best eggs because just in case I was in that situation with Gordon Ramsay and he was like, yo, make me scrambled eggs. I'd be like, I got you and I can okay. do it. <laughs> so how do you, what's the tip? What's the key? I mean, there's so many ways, right? So like there Gordon Ramsay's are? way. Yeah. There's like so many ways to make scrambled eggs. There's the French method. There's the American American method. There's the English method. Okay, There's here's like my so American method. Ones. What's yours? I'm going to tell you what I think the American method is, and I'm going to tell you what I th what Gordon Ramsay did, and okay. which I assume is a British. What? Are, where is this? Is like I think his is like a, a French. No, yeah, French? it's like British French method. We'll yeah. see. So yeah. here's American. Okay. Um, you crack a couple eggs in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing already? <laughs> no, I'm just excited. Like crack. Them in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you crack in a bowl. You whip them um, with literally whatever you have. Usually, probably a fork. Okay. Um, I mean, people would use whisks if they had, but we're talking about Americans here, yeah. <laughs> and it's just whatever is convenient and Your closest. Finger, Your finger, whatever. <laughs> a piece of hair, whatever kind of just froths it up. So, okay, you you whip it a little bit, mm -hmm. and then you have a pan. You put whatever in there. Um, what it could be butter, it could be oil, it could be coconut oil, <laughs> olive oil, something. Yes. Yeah, you, you put it in there, and then you start sloshing it around once it is cooking, and then uh, towards the end, I mean. If you're a lazy American, you probably put all the seasonings in like right away. Uh -huh. But from Gordon Ramsay, I learned that you shouldn't do that so quickly because the salt can break down the egg enzymes. But that's Gordon's way. That's Gordon's Here's way. the American way. <laughs> you put it in the pan. You slosh it up. Salt, pepper. It's almost burnt. And then you put it on <laughs> a plate and you eat it as fast as possible. No, that was my method for so many years of my life until like until I saw like different versions from like Alois or like Gordon Ram Gordon Ramsay and everyone okay. but yeah but yeah no that would be like my method like you you throw in a little coconut milk or like a little bit of milk and then yeah. you like throw it in the pan and just slosh it around slosh. until it's about to be burnt and you're like okay it's done we did it okay yeah. so tell me how to make the best scrambled eggs honestly I love Gordon's eggs. Like, I've tried his, like, a lot of times. Honestly, like, the creme Wait, fraiche what do you mean way. you've tried his a million times? Because it's, it was hard at first. Like, I don't know if I just sucked, Oh, I thought but, you like, meant, like, he cooked it no, for you. No, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, We're cool. First hard stop. I yeah. need to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I went over to GR's house and just, like, chilled <laughs> for a little. No, um, his method is so cool. I mean, that's what started, I think, inspiring me to try it different ways and figuring out that there's other ways. Because there's also, like, the French method, which is, like, Kind of like melting chocolate. It's like a double <gasps> boiler method. So you you put a little boiling water under, and then you put a glass like little bowl on top. Okay. You crack your eggs in, and then you can put your seasonings. But you're whisking like crazy fast. Okay. And you're constantly whisking, and that's like the key. It's like your wrist. You're like like that Migo song. You're just like whipping. Yeah. yeah you're just so <laughs> whisking it. Yeah. Look at the flick of the whisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just constantly going, and it just creates this like super amazing texture when you're eating it it's really? just like, it was so just like soft fluffy and, and, and soft yeah okay yeah and so i mean i when when we do gordon's method you know with like on and off the heat i guess it's very similar right it's like yes. it's like you're just taking on the heat taking it off and you're letting the creme fraiche kind of like cool the eggs down 
And you're throwing in some of the chives, and it's just like it's it's life changing. Once you figure out to make oh those, my, I'm it's inspired. It's amazing. I want to yes. go do that. I just bought chorizo for breakfast because I I make the same thing every day. I make two sunny side up eggs, unless I'm feeling like frisky, and okay. then I will make like avocado toast with a poached egg. Mm. But usually, if I'm Ooh, fancy poached egg, oh my god, <laughs> the best yes. poached eggs are the best. And what I learned, someone um, replied to an Instagram story of mine when I was like, it looked like Dementors, like with the Harry Potter ghosts, like all around, and they're. Like, you need to put vinegar in your yeah. water before you whisk it. I was like, oh, that helped so much. Yeah. It's so cool. But if I'm not feeling fancy, I'll just do two sunny set up eggs, some pork sausage, and like avocado. And it's just so like, it's simple and it's done. But I would, if I'm really, really lazy, I'll just do like a little omelet, which is like the American method, except yeah. for not sloshing it around. Yeah, which is also very hard too. Omelets are so hard. <laughs> Yes, because like eggs are so cool. You can make them any different way. Like you just said, poached, sunny side up, omelet, scrambled. Yeah. It's amazing. They're so versatile. I love eggs and potatoes. What do you think yeah. is more versatile? I don't know. Mm, probably potato. Mm, actually, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe eggs. Because like eggs, now I think about it, have you ever had them like, like, um, like a soft-boiled egg before? Oh, it's like so in ramen? Good. Yeah, I mean, Oof. in ramen or like, the, like I don't know, I think English people eat it this way too, where it's like, oh, you, yeah, you yeah. like softball and you just like crack it open and it's like a little pudding cup in the middle and oh, you're just like, cute. it's so good. And you just eat that and it's all creamy and buttery. And oh, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, I've yeah. never had real ramen until I moved to LA. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wait, where'd you live before? Florida. Oh. So we had top ramen, <laughs> which is not the same yeah. is what I learned. No. Where are you from? I'm from Northern California. So, so you've always had ramen? No, not really. In cold weather? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've had top ramen too. Okay. But yeah, I think I think the same. I think when I first got to LA, it was like my first real ramen experience. Yeah, if yeah. you guys have never had ramen, people listening, mm-hmm. it is worth it. It's so good. It's so, so good. I There's a place here that does, they mix two, they mix an udon noodle with ramen broth, and Ooh. it's, oh my God, life-changing. <laughs> it's so good. So good. I mean, and see, ramen, like eggs, so versatile too. There's so many different methods and ways mm-hmm. of doing ramen. It's crazy. The Japanese inspire me so much with how much, so much effort they put into everything. I mean, like their ramen, there's different kinds of noodles, different kinds of broths, different kinds of methods of eating it. It's like Yeah, my main eating, my main method of eating ramen is just fast, fast, fast in my <laughs> belly, hurting my mouth. <laughs> But that's about all. Do you know that slurping it super loud is like actually polite? Yes. Right? When I found that out, I was like, wow, I like this. I like this even more. There's, I I like this even more. (laughs) I can leave my manners at home. Okay. (laughs) There's another thing that I I don't remember which country it's in, but if you do a peace sign, uh, like, you know how like the Japanese do peace signs facing forward and like, Rappers do peace signs facing like towards you. I don't know yeah. if I'm explaining this right for people that can't see my fingers right now. But, like if you do peace signs like "Yo, what up?" kind of, <laughs> that is super offensive in specific what? countries. It's basically like equivalent to flicking people off. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Well, crazy. Gonna do that in the wrong country. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know what country that is. So <laughs> always do a face forward peace sign, face like forward. John Lennon peace sign. <laughs> Okay, the third thing before we get to our first game that I wanted to ask you about is you fell flat on your face in an acting class once? Yes. Oh, okay, so the tweets. These are the tweets. tweets? These are the tweets, yes. Okay, I'm like, okay. These are the tweets. How do we find these? Okay, yeah, this has to be the tweets. Um, 
Yeah, no, a lot of times. I, I have <laughs> definitely fall fat on my face a lot of times in an acting class, yes. On purpose? <laughs> oh, no, this is like more of like metaphorically, like falling <laughs> flat on my face. Oh, okay. Like in a scene. Like, so I studied for five years. Um, I recently just am switching classes, but I've been in, for five years in an acting class and like, she changed my life. You know, her name's Gloria Gifford, massive mentor of mine. Cool. My life, she's amazing. Um, but I'm a stage trained actor. So, you know, I've done Shakespeare. I've done a bunch of different scene study classes and, um, I've learned so much from her, but yeah, I fall flat on my face many, many times in her class. Cause she's like this amazing, like big black Jamaican woman who's like super strict. And that's the kind of love I need is like the tough love. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, if you're not doing it right, it's, it's not going to be good. Interesting. Yeah. Tough love. I don't know if it works for me. Really? Yeah. Oh. What's the alternative? Just normal love? <laughs> normal love. Yeah, maybe normal love or like... Not like... Would the opposite of tough love be coddling? Or would it be just kind of like uh, like words of affirmation, yeah. but also kind of like critical, um, constructive criticism? Because maybe. what's tough love exactly so, in your, in your in, in my definition? experience? In my experience, yeah. It's like... More so, there's no excuses almost. Like, mm. there's no, like, you, there's no way, I can't even, you can't even have a rebuttal. There's no excuse for that kind of, like, what you just put in front of her kind of, you know. There's no, yeah. like, you should kind of know better. Or not know better, but you, yeah, there is no way you can kind of get out of that. Suit. I guess I like that, especially in relationships, like, I've been in fights before. Well, not really fights, but just kind of conflict to where I would... I would voice concern, and mm-hmm. then instantly the person that I was dating would just rebut with, is rebut a verb, or is it just rebuttal? <laughs> Am I making things up? No, I up? think that's right, right? I think so. I think you can rebut. <laughs> you Whatever. His rebuttal would always be defensiveness, and okay. I would just be like, no, I'm just trying to voice my concern of what I think is kind of the speed bump, the sticking point here. Uh-huh. And instead of you telling me why something happened, I don't want to know why. I want to know how it can be better. Yeah. Like, just... Say sorry. Someone told me this is a, a boyfriend I dated. I think five years ago, he was like, "If you say sorry in the word but, anything before but is null and void. So why even say it?" Mm. So now I'm like, "Sorry," and it was <laughs> <laughs> you sneaky Megan. Little loopholes. No. Wow. No, I think that's just like a, a masculine and, and feminine way of handling things. Like I think I like I'm the same way. I of honestly like yeah. We just get like the, we try to explain or fix instead right. of like like understanding that. You know, girls are, I mean, a lot of different guys too see things a different way. And then you just want to like, I'm learning. I'm for sure learning. I mean, we all are. But that's so difficult when it's like, I would just really want a conversation versus like us both fighting. Like yeah. us having like ammo. Mm-hmm. Like put our guns down. Let's open our hands. Almost like a kumbaya circle. Yeah. And just like, let's voice what we are harboring within us so that we can help each other. It's being on the same team versus being against each other. How do we work together exactly. for this problem instead of you attacking me? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, cause, or just because I want to win or because I want to, yeah. Right. Yeah. We only win when no one loses. Yes. <laughs> Everyone I date. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, well, we will get so much more into dating and processes. But before, this is a game I call Bursa First. It's one round of rapid-fire questions. Everything from your first job to the first time you public cried, etc. Wow. Whenever. There's only one vulnerable one. That's the at the end. You can think about it right <laughs> okay. now if you get scared. Okay. But you've jumped out of a plane, so you shouldn't be scared Let's of anything. Let's do this, yeah. Whenever I yell stop, you have to explain, elaborate, or tell the full story. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. So I have to burst. Burst of first. Yes. So rapid fire. As fast as you can, the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> Did you get your cardio in today? Got it. Now. Three. Right now. Two. One. What was your first job? Chipotle. First cell phone? Uh, Motorola. Not a razor. Like the, the lesser one. <laughs> <laughs> I was never cool enough to have a razor. My dad wouldn't get it for me. First pet. Oh, my parents are Buddhist, so I never had a pet. <laughs> Wait, pause. They, <laughs> Buddhists can't have pets? Well, I don't know. I think they can, but they also believe, you know, like, th- this plant and animals. Like, you can reincarnate to different things. So you, sure. wouldn't, you wouldn't want to keep something. Like, if that was you, you wouldn't want to be held kind of hostage in that way. And that's how my mom kind of always ex- explained it to me. And so she was like... You know, let's just not have, just in case, you know, for your future, like, just, just not have pets because you, you don't know, you don't know what kind of karma or whatever that could bring to you. So I'm like, okay. So oh, I've never had a pet. That's like, so interesting. I've yeah. never, I'm very interested in Buddhism, but yeah. I, I only know a, a couple people, but I don't have, I've never gotten to like conversations fully, even though I'm so interested in it. Yes. That's but I just realized so cool. I also lied a little bit because I did, I did have a puppy <laughs> For a few months here, my sister took him because I had a, an, a puppy like, I think, yeah, two years ago, my, my favorite little puppy, Eros. But my sister was like, you're so busy. I need, and I also have a beautiful niece. She's like, you know, I, I'm going to take Eros with me because you're just like, you're working so hard right now. And, um, and yeah, so I did lie right there. Actually, <laughs> like, wait, because I thought you meant like first pet, and I went immediately to my childhood. I was like, I never had a pet. Oh and then, yeah. yeah, oh that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't consider it a lie. <laughs> Ooh, okay, can't wait to talk more about Buddhism. But here we go. <laughs> first kiss location. Ooh, um, against a fence when I was like in against kindergarten. Yeah, her name was Sunday. Okay, against- <laughs> another stop. <laughs> Against a fence? Like you pushed a kindergarten yeah. girl up against this, a fence? Yeah, this would not be like okay now <laughs> with the Me Too stuff. But I remember like just being so passionate and little. And I was just like, <laughs> Sunday, you're mine. And I was just like, yeah. And that was my first kiss ever. Was she into it? Yeah. It was okay. like, okay. Yeah, it was good. It was consensual, I think. Yes, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. But then I think she got another boyfriend next week, so. Oh. Yeah. But it's sad. fine. We're little. We're little. Yeah. <laughs> Easy like Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> first choice in a karaoke book. Uh, Wonder Wall. Nice. Or um, wait, what's the other one? I was just, I was practicing. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say Wonder Wall because this is first. Yes, first, um, first. first. Yeah. First major purchase. Ooh, my first major purchase ever was this beautiful, uh, fake fur <laughs> rug in my apartment. I had this like loft. And I was like, I want to get something really soft, and like. I just want. I just always dreamed of having this giant, furry, soft thing to lay in, and that was like Ooh, the first thing I got. In. Yeah, and I just like, wow, but I have no other furniture. <laughs> I just like <laughs> laid in this like loft apartment. And I looked up and I just had this beautiful, like I don't think it's real. At You're all. Like, like this weird. is my rug in my bed. Yeah. First internet screen name. Ooh, um, Runescape, and it was F8 Fire. Runescape. Yeah. That's like an escape room, but backwards. 
Yes. Rune, yeah, RuneScape. Yeah, it's a it's a MMO RPG. It's like a fun like Whoa. it's like before World of Warcraft a little bit, you know, or during the same time and you just like played a bunch of games. Dang. Yeah, and like yeah, I created lives. That's where I learned all my business and like economics was like RuneScape. It's like how I learned everything. Okay, what do you mean you learned your business from it? <laughs> The grind, you know, I had, uh, I was like, what, 13 and I, I learned like, okay, like you really have to put in work uh. to make things come out. So I, I saw like in RuneScape, right? So there's gold, you can get gold, right? You can, you can craft, you can cut trees, you can have magic, you can do all these different skills. And so eventually like trained my tree cutting level, like really high, oh. started cutting a bunch of high level trees and then crafting High level it. trees? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Do they have master's degrees or are yeah, they just pretty tall? much. It took a lot of time. I spent a lot of time <laughs> on this game. Basically, What's a high-level tree? So, I, if I remember correctly, there's, like, willow tree. Like, there's a normal tree, which you don't have to be any level to cut. Okay. But then once you get higher, you know, like, level 34 is, like, willow trees. And those are, like, more expensive. And then past that, it's, like, yew trees, which are, like, level 75 or something. I don't remember. Nobody crucified me. I don't remember the exact levels. But I remember cutting these trees and then seeing on the forums, like, people are, like, selling a lot of these trees that are crafted into like bows, which is yeah. called like, you just, you can craft them into bows and you don't have to string them or anything. They can cr just craft the bow part and start selling like thousands of those for like a lot of money. And so I was like, okay, if I just like make a business out of this, I can like undercut people and start Whoa. making a lot of money, not in real life, but in yeah. like in RuneScape. And so I became like a RuneScape millionaire, like at 13 and I had everything and yeah, it was amazing. And that's when I learned like, okay, you really have to like sit here and like, just like, I would sit there for days, like cutting trees. <laughs> and what does that look like out. when you're, so is it a computer game or a video game? Yeah, computer game. So how do you, is it like keyboard shortcuts and stuff is, is how you are able to cut the trees or I don't un fully no, understand. RuneScape was so basic. Like you literally like click to walk, like Sims, you click to walk and like click on tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I was not like, like, like virtual reality, like cutting trees yeah, yeah. in real life. No. Whoa! Yeah. So, did it, is that the point of the game? Is to have a a life, like <laughs> kind of, no, like I didn't a, have like a, life. a sustainable life. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's a MMO, so it's massively multiplayer online, right? And you can so you can be really good at like multiplayer, like at killing each other. You can fight each other there, uh -huh. or you can have like life skills. Like there's jewelry making, there's uh, crafting, there's like blacksmithing. So it's like. There's so many different skills. I guess the point of it, yeah, it's kind of having a life in med Whoa. medieval times, though. Okay, so if you, if someone gave you, and how were they, so middle, medieval times, they were using knives in the game? Yeah, they had knives. They had, like, um, to cut the trees, I mean? Yeah, you had a little, like, yeah, a little knife to cut. Like a pocket or, or knife? Axe. That was no, a very, no, no. <laughs> the way that you just no. motioned that was like a thimble. <laughs> you were cutting with a freaking a sewing needle. I meant to, like, needle. make those into bows. You can use, like, a little knife. But, like, when you're cutting, yeah, that was a different part, too. So when you're cutting trees, you can get different axes. So you can have, like, a silver axe, a bronze axe. Okay. You can go to, like, rune axe, dragon axe. You can have all these crazy axes. And the, the better your axes were, the faster you cut trees down. Okay, here's my question now. Sure. So if you, for some reason, time traveled back into medieval times, uh -huh. and you had every cutting tool that you've ever seen in RuneScape, would you be able to cut a tree physically in your real life? Maybe. I've watched my character do it so many times that I've visualized it, and I probably know how to cut a tree down, but I don't know how accurate the animations are. I mean, there are studies that show, you know, there's they had, like, three different people, and they would make one person, like, shoot a basketball and practice, like, free throws. Yeah. They'd have another person, like, visualizing it, and they have another person not do anything. And the person that visualized it, the, like, perfectly actually did better. So... 
maybe, maybe, maybe I could because I've I've seen it so many times in my head. Like I think I've like dreamt of me cutting trees and like right. you know because I was that obsessed <laughs> with that. I was like falling asleep. Like gotta cut more trees. Gotta sell more bows. I gotta make this paper. Yeah. <laughs> make this paper <laughs> from before and after. It's paper. Mm-hmm. So. That's so funny. Do you ever visualize anything else that has helped you in in this life? Oh yeah, everything I have. You visualize everything. Everything, yeah. What Every, do you like, What do you mean? I've literally like manifested and visualized like girlfriends before, <gasps> and and like I yes. Tell Are we going me. into that portion yep. of that podcast? But, yep. I'm like okay. We definitely <coughs> normally this keeps on going, but we'll uh-huh. get to the rest of it. I'm more interested in this. Yeah. Okay, yes. let's do. I mean, I sound crazy, but the more no. I, as I'm older, the more I'm like, wow, no, I did that. Like, I imagined that because, okay, so there's a time. Uh, this is a little bit after Internet Icon. No, this is right before Internet Icon, actually. Our yeah. Thing we did before. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which we could talk about later, but I was failing math really badly. I was really bad at math, and I was, it was statistics. Actually, I was, I was failing so hard. And, just um, well versed in axes, not axes. Yes. Ooh. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, that keeps happening. You're trying to transition me out or in. I can't I'm tell. I'm gonna play you out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're really bad at math. So I was really bad at math, and in my English class, I also had this like really beautiful Russian girl, like gorgeous Russian girl, and and she just like, I don't know, she just like. But she had a boyfriend. But I, she was always in my English class, and I just she sat in front of me, and I was just like, "Oh my god, she's so beautiful!" Um, and every night I'd go home and be like, "Oh my god, how am I gonna like pass this statistics class? And how am I ever gonna have a beautiful blonde Russian girlfriend like this?" And I was just imagining in my grandma's house where I lived when I w- was going to college for two years. Uh-huh. My my white grandma, shout out Marilyn, she's my white grandma. Um, I would just sit there and think like, okay, like I would love like I would just imagine like what she would look like. Uh, this Russian girlfriend I was creating in my head. Yeah. Like, what she would look like, how good at math she'd be. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> to help you? <laughs> how good at math she'd be. And, like, what, like, everything. Like, details. Like, like her hair color and, and her facial structure and um, oh, things wow. like that. I just imagine it night after night while still sucking at statistics. Yeah. And still working at Chipotle. This is when I was still working at Chipotle. And um, eventually... Uh, like I would say like two months later, maybe I went to a party. It was like actually near around Halloween. Wow. This is coming <gasps> up closer. Yeah. Near near around Halloween. And I was with like my girl best friend who's always been like, I would say like a cock block for me because she's my girl best friend and yeah. she's like gorgeous and beautiful. And like no, every girl always thinks we're dating, but yeah. we, she's just my best friend. But I make eye contact with this like beautiful girl who's like brunette. And it's like that moment from a movie where I just make eye contact with this girl. And um, I was just like, I, I was just felt really shy and I didn't want to talk to her and I'm not normally like that. And my best friend was like, no, like, let's go meet her. This is my party. You can go meet her. And so she just took me over and we started talking and I dated this girl for two years. But she was also a math genius. <gasps> <laughs> and she helped me so much with math and and through that and I passed statistics and, and grew me amazingly that way. And that was the first time I felt like I was manifesting something yeah. in a way. Did she look like what you thought in your yeah. mind? Because yes. she was she was brunette, but you were picturing a blonde. Yes, but yes, other than yes. that, her face yes. looked the same. Yes. How long were was, you manifesting her before she showed up at this Halloween party? It's like a good two months, though. That's like a quick like turnaround for me. But yeah, I don't that, know if I it's mean, coincidence, d- but like I was like, yeah, this is the first time I felt like maybe like I didn't. I but now that looking back on it, I felt like it was really me doing it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, this is just a coincidence. Like she happens to be good at math. She's Russian, things like that, and like. 
her family was amazing and eventually she did dye her hair blonde. I don't think I I'd never pressured her to dye her hair blonde <laughs> or anything. So eventually like that part was a thing. Right. But yeah. That's so interesting. I hear about people manifesting all the time and I feel like it happens sometimes uh, on accident or subconsciously and sometimes it doesn't. Some people are like, let's do it. But I think something that's, it's kind of like sweeping the nation right now, like on the same wave of like that self-love is getting a lot of attention, like mm-hmm. manifesting your realities. But I think a lot of times, especially like in the entertainment industry, when people are like manifest your successes, it's like, well, don't, you can't just speak something into existence by saying you're going to land this role. Mm-hmm. Like that's not doing enough. Like mm-hmm. to manifest something, you have to basically do what you did, like almost obsessively think about something and know for a fact without a doubt in your mind that it will happen. Yeah. That's manifesting it. If you just go, no, I'd like a, a guy like this and uh, I'd want to be in a movie. Okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like even just saying like, I'm going to be in a movie. That is an affirmation. It's a declaration. But like without doing the work behind it, mm-hmm. it's that, no, that's not going to no. happen. You're yeah. just saying a lie. Yeah. I think a huge part of it, it's like you obsess over it and your subconscious is so powerful that it starts to like connect the dots for you right. without you knowing. And so you start doing this work towards it. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's so powerful is because our subconscious is so strong. So like the more obsessed the more obsessed you get about it, the more you think about it so much and you get the details you're finding, you see it, and then your brain just goes after it and you start to do the work towards it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean it's all brain waves and energy. Have you ever like thought about someone so hard and then they just like were there? <laughs> yeah. I remember one time when I was like, I think I was in high school, I was ni- in ninth grade, so what, like 14? Wow. I was in a, uh, did you say wow? I was like, <laughs> I was like wow. You're already doing this. I was like, dang. (laughs) I didn't know I was doing it, but I was like, I was in a subway or a cold stone, something that's in Florida. And I have subways in Florida. They have subways everywhere. Oh, I thought you meant like a subway in the ground. No. Okay. I was like, those are two different things, a subway or a cold cold stone. Totally. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was in a subway with the bread, which I just learned yesterday that subway pumps out bread smelling scents. That's why all subways smell the same. I knew it. And it it doesn't smell like bread. That makes so much sense to me. They made like a molecule. They trademarked that scent. What? Yes. They could do that? Yeah. It's like Disney World. They do the same thing. With churros? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh like sweet stuff or like savory. They yeah. just pump it out? Pump it out of the walls. No, it smells so good. In, like in the subway. I was in the subway and there was a subway next to it. And I was like, oh my God. Every time I walk by, I'm Double like, I just subway. want carbs so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, at this, I will say it's a subway. So I was in a subway sitting down and I remember it was, uh, I guess it was September, it was September, I guess. And then Mm -hmm. I was singing a song that, that wake me up when September ends song, because it was on the radio Uh in the subway. And I was, I really was in love with this guy. And I was, I changed all the words to like, hope that he would be there. I like switched his name into all of the places where they said you. And I was like, would love him to just like be in this place or like be around. I don't know where he is. I wish he was here. And then all of a sudden, I mean, this may be highly coincidental, but again, some people are like, don't oh, believe in coincidences. Yeah, I don't, yeah. And like maybe like my little 14 year old never broken heart before was so pure and like passionate and powerful <laughs> yeah. that he just like, he walked into the subway no way. and I just was stunned. Like I was with someone and our, our faces just like went pale. We were like, I am a genie. I guess. I did that. I did that. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't really tried manifesting anything since I was 14, but maybe. Really? That's a lie. You had to manifest something. I think I've tried, but I keep forgetting to do it. Okay. Like I'll go, oh, I would really like this. I think I remember one time I was going to bed 
And the way that my bed is positioned is when there's a full moon, I can see it perfectly, which is crazy because I can't see it. It's never in that exact position unless it's full. Okay. So only on full moon nights, I'm sitting there and I can, it's weird because I I never remember to like ask for things from the universe until the full moon is up. It's almost like, all right, time. Like (laughs) It's a time. It's almost like someone on Twitter being like, I got 30 minutes before this flight. I'm going to do a and a Like the moon is (laughs) The moon's doing Q&A right now. It's like the bat signal of Q&As for you. Totally. So when the full moon is up, I go, okay, here's the husband that I would like. Here's the family. This is what I want. And then I just, I, I keep on asking for things or like wishing for things, putting it down to the universe, to the full moon and, until I fall asleep. And then I forget because then it's not a full moon anymore. So that's my manifesting. But you feel like you've never manifested anything in your entire life, like in terms of your career wise or where you are or. It's hard because I'll have like goals. Okay. Like I'll write goals and, and I feel two different ways about goals. Sometimes I'm like, goals are good, but they're so temporary that it's like, wh- I saw something online that was like, you shouldn't do, make goals, you should make missions. And so it's like a mission is a lifelong thing that everything can you know, be a part of, but goals are kind of like small disparate things that once you get it, you have to make new goals. Cause now yeah. you just, you like leveled up. So I'm like, I don't really know where I land on goals right now, but I've always been doing goals forever. Like I'll, I'll go to a, f- a coffee shop with a friend and we'll do half year goals and then five year goals. And then we'll do career goals and personal. Wow. Yeah. And so that's like, amazing. maybe that's manifesting on paper, but it's a little bit, it's not like putting so much energy into it. It's yeah. kind of going like, this is what I want and kind of what I work towards. So I don't know if it's really manifesting of like every fiber of my mind is believing that this will happen. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. How do you manifest? So like, I, I don't know if it was just that year of like, you know, this is like the same year with, um, no, actually that was after that. So the blonde girlfriend or the Russian girlfriend was <laughs> after, but I feel like um, to your question, how do I manifest? I feel like that, like that 17 year old me, 18 year old me was so like, I think pure and powerful too. Like I had no stops back mm. then. So I would be like, just thinking about it with like every fiber of me and I'm obsessing over it. And even with like internet icon, like that was like a, a big thing for me. I remember, you know, submitting. So there's this competition. I think Megan and I were a part of that. Yes, like, yeah, we should explain you, what were it you, is. Yeah, were you um, in the same year as me or are you a different year? I was you know? the year after you. The I year think. After so it was me. only for two years. Okay, yeah. Right? That's so it. for anyone that has never heard of Internet Icon, we can paint the picture a little bit for you. Uh-huh. Essentially, it is a, this is how I describe it. Stop me if you say anything differently. <laughs> okay. But I basically say it's the American Idol for That's Internet what I personalities. Say. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So basically, each there was two seasons. Marlon's season was the one prior to mine, and it was ten contestants uh-huh. that go into a building in Los <laughs> Angeles. And Ryan Higa was the host creator of it. Yeah, he's like one of the creators yeah. on the Yam Yam F network, and it was hosted hosted by, by Ryan, but judged by Christine uh, Lakin. Yeah, hosted by Chester C. Oh, hosted by oh your your season was Chester C. Mine oh. was the Rydell brothers. Oh yes, got it. Got okay, it. and got then it. yeah, Ryan Higa, Christine Lakin, and Tim DeLaGhetto. Yes. Okay, because yes. he was on mine. I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, mine was different. I think mine had a different guest judge every week. Oh, or we did too. Oh, okay. maybe Tim was the Tim was the one that kicked me off. That's why I thought he was. Yeah, it was a different guest okay. judge every time, but I, I got kicked off by Tim Delegato. Yeah. So every episode, it was also like shot over the series of what, seven or 10 days? 10 days, yeah, really short. Really short. 10 yeah. days, I guess, for 10 contestants, you would uh, try and make it to the end, which I didn't. Um, and so you would go in at 
7 or 8 a.m. and you would have a prompt and kind of an, a, a very loose idea of what you wanted to do. They would give you challenges. So it's like a prop challenge or a vlog challenge or a sketch challenge, whatever it may be. And then you would have to film an entire video, edit it in the editing bay. Crazy. Which it, Oh, insane. <laughs> and then you would have to run with like a USB drive with your file on it to a screening room across campus. And then by like 3 p.m., be in your seat. And if you were late, you your video didn't get screened. And then you were kind of out. You were disqualified. Yeah. yeah. So that is Internet Icon. Did I do a good job? No, you did. Amazing job. Okay. Clock, clock, clock. How far did you get? I was eighth. Wow. Eighth? So not far. Oh, oh, like you got... <laughs> You were in eighth place. You got eighth kicked place. off yeah, like kicked second, off second or third. Or no, I was like, yeah, I got kicked off second. Okay, then, I got yeah. kicked off fourth. So okay. we're kind of similar. Awesome. No, you you did so much better than me. You did so <laughs> much days? better than me. Two days? Dude, I had so many breakdowns. No, I like, had... <laughs> There's so many times where the clones were like, uh, they would, I was like, I, my footage is corrupt. I have to go cry. And then like, I would get a text from Mitch, one of the guys from the clones who now work for Comedy Central, which is wow, so great. Amazing. But yeah, and it's so fun because we're all doing cool shit. Yeah. And it's so cool that we all started like, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but the clones would text me and go like, don't come out. Cameras are outside waiting to catch you crying. Oh. And I think that's so that's nice. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching um, Cardi B and Chance the Rapper's new show. Hustle and, and Flow. Hustle. Is it, yeah, Hustle and Flow. I've never seen it, but yeah. I heard it's good. It's been like triggering me. Like, uh, like, I see, like, <laughs> I see, like, I see, like, Internet Icon and all their faces. Like, they're waiting for eight hours and all that stuff oh, no. in these rooms. I'm like, oh, but I love that show so much. Um, but yeah, so Internet Icon, so manifesting an Internet Icon to me, that was like, I felt like one of the biggest times when I first manifested something too was, the, I mean, I would say it's more of a, a five-year process to where I am now, mm -hmm. but I think that was part of it. Because I remember when I was entering Internet Icon, it was open to like the whole entire world. Yeah. So when they first opened it up, it was like international, like we'll fly you out to LA. So like I imagine like hundreds of thousands of people entered and I remember submitting mine. I, I knew about the contest late. And so I made it like the night before <laughs> with my friends. And I remember submitting it and just like, talking to the universe or God or whatever. Because I don't know who exactly I believe in. I just, because my family's Buddhist uh -huh. and I went to Christian school my whole life and then Catholic school my whole life. So I just remember talking and like, I was like, if I, you know, if I make it in the top 10, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to mm -hmm. be a YouTuber because I grew up on YouTube. I watched, you know, Kev Jumbo, Ryan. I watched a lot of Asian YouTube, Wong Fu. And I just like loved that so much. And I, I knew that I could make a career out of it. Because I, I don't know. I just knew something. And I knew that if I made it to top 10, I could do this. Yeah. And um, I eventually made it to top 100. So they're like, yeah, you're going to LA. And, um, and yeah, I was like, oh, wow. And my mom came with me. And we stayed in this like really crappy hotel. Like it's like it's downtown and had like ants in the cereal. Like In the cereal? Yeah, in the cereal. Like that kind of hotel. It was really sketchy. Oh, no. And my mom, like I would walk from that hotel to, to set. Um and I remember I, I didn't take any audition classes, so I don't know how to audition. Like now I know more about auditioning and right. like making people remember you. Um, but I remember like imagine visualizing it in my head, like how this audition was going to go because you only had one shot. And I was like, I need to make them remember me somehow. And I just, just kept thinking about like, how could I get their faces to look like how it looks in my head? Mm. And, like it's like this like, like kind of shock face, like, oh, oh, like excited. And I was like, how can I do that? And I was just thinking about that. And I kept running the, the scenario in my head over and over and over again. And so I was like, okay, I got it. Like, I'm going to get a rose. 
and I'm going to, I'm going to, that's going to give me an advantage. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And so a little bachelorette style. Yeah. So I had a rose and I hit it the whole day. Like they always make you on these shows, like you guys don't see it, but they make you wait like 10 hour days before right. you do anything. Right. And so I had this row, this bouquet of roses that were in my like backpack dying the whole day before they're like, finally like <laughs> <Dying>. Marlon. <laughs> yeah. Before they're like, Marlon, it's it's your time to go. I'm like, okay, great. And so I ran into the bathroom and like shoved one rose in my pants. And then I get to the interview and they're talking to me like, they, you know, we love your video. And I just interrupt them. I'm like, and I look at Christine in the eyes, like dead in the eyes. And I'm like, Christine, I have something in my pants for you. And it's, <laughs> and it's poking me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. And she was like, uh security and I just like lift up my pants and it's a rose uh-huh. and I bring this to her and that you know it was like the first time I did that and I eventually make to the top 10 and right. so that was awesome for me I was like oh my god I'm the youngest I'm I feel so great and it's amazing yeah and um I'm like wow I get to be with you know my hero Ryan and you know inner icon really opened a lot of doors for me but also like sent me when I left the show like I was 18 and young mm-hmm. so I got into like the biggest like I would say cocoon or incubation or some people would say like depression period of my life was after the show. Yeah. Because yeah, it was just so, cause for me, I had so much on it, you know, I'm it so like a, young. Oh, so it wasn't like a crash or it wasn't it was, like a, it was a crash. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a post, like a post high crash yes. and you were like, Oh, this was so great. And mm-hmm. now I don't have it. Is that what you felt like? Kind or? of. Yeah. I felt like, you know, I've do, I was doing this and I felt like I was on track on track and then, crash and that's when that's when I was like failing math and like, mm. that, that was all around that time and I had a different girl I was talking to and then she just completely stopped talking to me so everything felt like it was going wrong yeah I literally had this massive crash like I was like I was top 10 and then now I'm like nobody I'll never be a youtuber yeah I'm never gonna make it like there's no way I'm from Stockton and like there's so it's so saturated all this stuff I had this big crash I literally didn't make video for videos for a whole year and that's when I worked at Chipotle. So yeah. like we're going full circle. Yeah, that's when I worked at Chipotle and really just wasn't creative for a whole year. Whoa. I just like, I couldn't be. I don't know why. I just couldn't be. Even though I had made that promise to my to the universe and myself that if I got on the show, I would do this. Like as a job, I would make this happen somehow. I had this massive crash. Like I don't, like I was broke down. I called my sister and then like to me now it sounds so funny, but I remember like saying like, I'm failing math. I'm never going to be, you know, a YouTuber. I'm not going to, be able to do anything and she's like Marlon you're young like this girl's not talking to me anymore and she's like Marlon you're young like don't worry about it like you'll figure it out and I just remember hearing that but still I just felt like it was the end of the world yeah. you know and so yeah I got a job at Chipotle and that was like such a huge growth for me too it was weird I think I mean I think anything can be a growth for you if you really you know look at it and learn from it and take it in as an experience and if you're present and that's what mm-hmm. Chipotle was for me it's like a really great time in my life. Like it's such a beautiful time. Like I, my Chipotle, I didn't know this, but there's different levels of Chipotle in the world. So if you guys go to Chipotle mm, and I, I'm listening, yes. And there's a manager and they have an R on their sleeve, which means they're, they are a restaurant tour Chipotle. That means like they're the cream of the crop, top of the line Chipotle. Like the manager has met high standards, People from the company have come in and tested people within that Chipotle and they've passed and the manager actually makes a lot more money than other Chipotle managers. And that was my manager. She was like, Jasmine, tough love again. Like, 
crazy high standards, and that's what Chipotle is about. Sorry, Chipotle, you better give me a Chipotle card after this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, totally. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I learned so much from her because she had like high standards, and she loved what she did so much that I was like learning and like working so hard, like physically and not in a creative way. Mm-hmm. But I was just like physically working so hard and learning so much from her and how she had like these high standards for everything that. By the time I left Chipotle, I knew I wanted to make things, and I knew how I wanted to do it, and I had to do it. And it was like a crazy, crazy change for me. So then how af- how long after you quit Chipotle did you start making videos again? Like immediately. I, oh. Like right when I left Chipotle that year, I think it was the end of, was that the end of 2013, I think? Okay. 2013. I knew I had to move to L.A. Like mm-hmm. something inside of me was like, it's this year, you have to move to L.A., and start it was unclear I couldn't see the rest of it I couldn't visualize the rest of it I just knew like I had to move there and I moved to like a really crappy like $500 apartment in Van Nuys with my Whoa. friends yeah it was a, the, I wish I could have rent that low again I'm like but, wow what's yeah. that like <laughs> yeah. but I moved in there and I just started making videos again yeah. and started like looking at the landscape and falling in love with YouTube again and slowly starting yeah okay so that's interesting because after Internet Icon gave me a bump. So you saw a bump after Internet Icon, so people started to know who you were. Mm-hmm. Were you getting recognized at the Chipotle? No. I mean, a little, mm, maybe one time out of the whole year. Maybe oh, one okay. time, right? So for me, maybe it was like me being a really ungrateful, you know, 18-year-old. I'd be like, oh, 15,000 su- subscribers is nothing. You know, I, you know, like right. when I was that little, I couldn't, I couldn't understand how much of a blessing that really actually was. Like mm-hmm. I just like saw the whole failure of it and what you focus on is what you really give power to. So I think I focused on like, you know, I'm a failure instead of like, look at the positive side and focus on like, you're growing and this is amazing. What 18 year old do you know that has Mm 15,000 subscribers on YouTube? So I remember knowing like in the back of my head, like that's kind of awesome. But I think I was being like, had an ego about it and I was very ungrateful then. That's, yeah. I, I want to ask something else, but I just want to say this first because I have a friend yesterday who I, we were eating ice cream because we were celebrating a, a video I'd put out. And he, yeah, you, and he <laughs> got ice cream. It was so nice. And then in our ice cream session, an ice cream session, like <laughs> so adult. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're all business and sprinkles, baby. Yes. So he, in the midst of this, he gets a call of like a job offer for a show that he had pitched, like a huge show for a big network. And he was like, he, he was, he like gave me a thumbs up during the phone call. And I was like, great, this is going well, but it seems like it's not. And then he, he hangs up the phone and he was like, I, I got the deal. I sh- I sold a show. And I was like, why are you mad about it? And he was like, it could be better. It could be this. I'm like, no, 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 no. It is what it is. And that's amazing. Why, what, why is it never good enough? And yeah. it's so funny that I said that. Cause like my friends, my closest friends has in like very honest and vulnerable moments have been like, I think that nothing's ever good enough for you. And I'm like, that hurts because it's true. Yeah. And I think now I'm definitely getting better at, at being like, this is exactly what it, it's supposed to be. I'm so grateful for what it is. Mm-hmm. There is, I'm going to butcher this, but there's a, a Shakespeare quote that's like, nothing's ever good or bad until you start thinking it is. Oh. If anything could be whatever it is. If something's a neutral event, you're making it what yeah, you think it is. 100%. Based off of like your stories, your personality, or like your, your preferences. Whatever filters you have. Right. Yeah. So I was just like... In, 
I was able to see that specific quality that I have sometimes still that I'm still trying to work and, and heal from. It's like, oh, nothing. This is a really, really cool thing. Why are you not happy about it? And exactly. then especially out here, it's like, oh, we're not happy until, you know, it's on Netflix or it's on YouTube. It, yeah. If it's if it's finally done and out in the world, then we can celebrate because before then it's like empty promises. You know, so yeah. many of these meetings we go to and yeah. it doesn't come to fruition, but it's like, if you're getting farther than you've ever gotten before, that's something to celebrate. Yes. It doesn't matter if the show doesn't go. It matters that you got the opportunity to have a show that could go. Yes, that's the that's amazing yeah. part. Yeah, That's the amazing part. Okay, I, I backtracked so much that I <laughs> don't even know where I wanted to go after this. Um, but yeah, I guess here it is. Uh, when you started making videos again, were you like, dang it, I should have kept going once I got this bump from Internet Icon. Did you feel like you were stagnant and then you had to like rebuild from zero? Yes. I mean, yeah, I felt that massively. I mean, I think as humans also, we always want to have an excuse about something too. So that was like a, a little story I would tell myself like of why things weren't going the way I wanted them to go because it's easy to be like, dang it, I should have kept going because I'd be so much further right now to tell myself that then just like, no, let's focus on now. Let's put all my effort into now yeah. and let's make these the best videos I can make because if I believe and I, I can share my gift with the world, then people will actually love this. But, you know, you want to tell yourself like, ah, dang it, like if I would have worked harder then or if I would have done, because you can, you know, I think that's a huge thing about growth and, and you're loving yourself is like you have to be so present mm. with yourself and, and know what it, and just assess what it is now and live in the present because if you're just worried about, the past, you can't change that. Mm -hmm. And then the future, it could actually like freeze you. So right. yeah, that's, I definitely felt that way. I think it, it was yesterday maybe that I was driving and I was thinking about something that I had done and like uh, something that I'd accomplished. And then I was like, oh, it would have been better if, and then I like immediately stopped myself. And, it, and I was like, it is exactly what it needs to be and it's exactly what it is so I didn't even like let myself think of if only yeah. which was like such a huge growing moment because yeah. I'm always like oh if it was only this it could have been better if that but like yeah. what's the point of no, doing yeah. that yeah that is literally a waste of your time it is a huge waste of your time and like I don't know how old your listeners are either but or you know the age range like, I would correct me if I'm wrong tweet me if I'm wrong <laughs> but I would say probably like college age after college oh, so okay. like young adult Great. Yeah. So like for me in the, and especially that age range, I was always like, it's like being an ambitious, like 17 to 18 year old, you know, or 13 year old cutting trees. If you're still <laughs> listening from then, I've always like held myself to like, oh, I need to do this by this certain age, or I need to do that by this certain age, or I need to be here. And it's like, no, you don't. You got to just see where you're at now, mm -hmm. assess that and just keep working towards it. Cause you're, you, it sounds super cliche, but yeah, you are exactly where you need to be. And you have some lessons that you need to learn before you can go to the next level. So, yeah. Isn't it so funny how cliche things end up being really profound <laughs> yes. the older you get? Because when yes. I was younger and I've, I heard all these things and it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just something nice that like some people say. And yeah, that would be, that would be awesome if it was true. Yeah. And like sometimes I'd just be like, wow, that is spot on. Like stuff like, I can't think of any examples off the top, but like something like uh, you, you can't, basically you have to walk before you run yeah like something as easy as that yeah. it's like well yes <laughs> yes well yes <laughs> it's always like that uh okay i want to get into so much more but we'll take a quick break okay while marlin gives us an extra piece of advice you can find at just a tip podcast on instagram and we'll be right back <sighs> 
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we are back. Merlin, before we, I guess, wrap up, I love that we talked so much. I mean, we were so invested in it that like we are kind of over time, but yes. oh well. Yes. But before we wrap up, I need to know what you're obsessed with that people also should be obsessed with. Oh, man. Something that like you found in your life and you're like, how do I live my life without this? Interesting. Okay. Can I do two things? Of course. Okay. This is weird, but this is me right now this year. I'm obsessed with, because I, I just became a new uncle. So Congrats. I'm, thank you. Yeah. To two nieces now. And Dang. they're really young. They're you know, one's, one's, that's actually like what created me. Like that's one of the reasons why I went so hard was my nieces. So yeah. well, I'm obsessed with making my little chubbies. I call them chubbies. I make them, I love making them smile. And um, so that's why I, I created my new show recently, oh, Marmarland. And it's that's like so cool. Mr. Rogers meets Mickey Mouse Club. That's amazing. And yeah, I'm, I've been obsessed with making. Yeah, I've, I think I've been. Actually, no, it goes back to everything I've been doing on YouTube for a long time. I've been obsessed with making kids happy and feel loved and smile for so long. But this is a more like targeted version of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, it's amazing. I'm working with the ex-president of Nickelodeon to make it. So he's like helped create SpongeBob, Jimmy Neutron, Fairly Odd Parents. Whoa, and so I feel like my so, literal childhood. Yeah, my literal childhood. <laughs> so he's like tapped me and saw whatever potential I had. And he was like, we're going to make this and we're going to do this amazing thing. So I've been obsessed with like learning about emotional intelligence for kids and life skills for kids that can actually help them. And something that my sister, who's like a Scorpio mom, <laughs> approves of. Love She's a very label. like Scorpio mom. <laughs> and so I have to make like an awesome show. So I've been, yeah, I've been obsessed with like, I call it the ravioli method of like making kids smile, learn while also teaching them something nutritious to them. Oh. So yeah, I even have my little Mr. Rogers socks on right now. Oh, I don't know you if you can do. see that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like a huge inspiration for me. Oh, cool. And uh, that's recently, I guess, at the top of my head. Like, I guess there's another one, but 
No, that's it. Like, that's, that's my it. whole life right now. Is, yeah, I've been taking a small, tiny break on my YouTube channel. I've had like videos shot up to now, mm-hmm. but it's like I've I've been mo- mainly focusing on this new show, which is four kids, like four kids, like three to six. So if you have any little like little little chubbies out there, little tell chubbies. them about it, Marmarland. They'll learn. But yeah, that's I've been so obsessed with that. That's incredible. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to have a kid so they can watch that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll watch it too. But yes. like, would love it also a child. So. <laughs> I can tell you got baby fever in your eyes. I, I, don't, don't, <laughs> I can see it. I just have pacifiers coming out. Uh, my earrings are pacifiers. I'm just like, oh, full on. <laughs> A mess. Okay, the last question I want to ask you before we wrap up is, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? Maybe when you were 18. Oh, oh man. I'm trying to do one that's a little bit. I'm trying to do one that's a little bit different than the presence one because we already said that. So yeah. I'm trying to give some more value here. Let me think. What piece of advice would I give my younger self? <sighs> I would go back to like when I was even younger, when I was even crazier, when I was younger, and tell myself to like bottle that up, bottle that like fearlessness that you don't care about what anyone thinks because that's really what's going to carry you later. And that that whole, yeah, because once you get older, you start to get a little self-conscious and you're like, what if I do this? What if I fail here? If you could bottle up that fearlessness and that I don't care what anyone else thinks and that confidence when you're little and you're cute, like, <laughs> and you can have that, you'll, you're so unstoppable. You're so, there, it's undeniable, that kind of passion. Yeah. If I could bottle that up, yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. So if you still got that and you're listening, bottle it up or remember it, write it down on a journal, like how you felt when you're so powerful or when you didn't care what people thought. Because that is so useful and so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Period. With a T. Marlon, thank you. Where can people find you on the internet that want more of you? Um, you could find me at YouTube by searching Marlon or Marmar or on my Instagram at Marlon Ramsey Chan or on Twitter. I don't know why I made them all different. But <laughs> at Marlon Chan. My- You're going to make them work for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Or just look, just Google Marlon. You'll find me. But yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. This is delightful. Yeah. We do need to get coffee because I want to learn so much more about Buddhism. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Okay, I'll thanks. call my mom. She'll make you food. Cool. And she'll tell you about it. Yes. Oh, I love it. If you guys listening have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. I know we didn't get to a question this time, but we had a great time anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So when you call in, give us your age, and we'll do the best we can by telling your stories Ooh. of our cautionary tales. See you next week on Just a Tip. Bye. Bye. We almost harmonized. Almost. almost. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>